And good afternoon and welcome to the Women's Show. I'm Deb Anderson here with you until uh, 2 o'clock with the finest of music performed by women. And this woman I played, um, I've been listening to her album for a while now and I have love it. I'm, I must say it just has totally grown on me. It's Joby Riccio, a brand new album. It hasn't even been released yet. September 8th release date is called Whiplash. We just listened to the title track Whiplash ended that set. Started off with Summer because it just seemed appropriate because it is summer and she was driving around and then we heard uh, Working Girl Blues which was one of my favorite Hazel and Alice uh, songs way back from the 60s. I used to play it back in the 70s on my radio show in Wisconsin. Um, and it's a great song from her EP, uh, Strawberry Wine. And if all things are good, uh, I've got Joby Riccio on the line with me. Hello, yes, I'm here. Yay. Boy, it's been a long time getting you here, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad we, we finally get to chat. Well, and you know, it actually was a really good thing because since the first time we were supposed to... Um, come together here and do the the interview. A uh, whole lot of great stuff has happened to you. I mean, just a ton. I mean, I don't even know how you keep up with your life at this point yeah. in time. I mean, uh, by the way, I just want to mention Joby Riccio, singer, songwriter, guitarist, uh, brand new album called Whiplash, which we listened to a couple uh, songs from. It's being released in a couple weeks, um, and that's one yeah. one big gigantic thing going on with you. Are you going to have a big party for uh, your release uh, of the Whiplash? Well, I will be, on the day that it comes out, I will be back uh, where I'm from. I'm not based there anymore, but I'll be in Colorado playing in Boulder, ah. and I'll be playing in Denver the next night. So I'm doing an, an opening show for a band called Goodnight Texas, but we'll I'm sure we'll have like a little celebration of sorts and then probably some sort of Nashville release show um, when I can just catch up with my life, as you said, <laughs> a little bit. Well, I know. Um, there's been a lot of last minute things coming together, so... Well, it's got to be pretty yeah. pretty exciting for you. You're 25 years old, and you've got a, a major independent label sign you. Yep, Rock Records. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty big deal. Um, and the other really big deal is that you recently uh, performed at the Newport Folk Festival, July 31st, because you are the John Prine Songwriters Fellowship Award winner. Which, that is just so amazing. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was truly the honor of a lifetime. It was absolutely unreal to be there. It's kind of surreal, like, to even think that that happened and <laughs> yeah. to be there at all. <laughs> it's totally crazy. Well, Way sooner than I had ever expected. <laughs> well, I mean, they picked you because you really embodied the spirit of John Prine and your songwriting and having listened to your album over and over again, your songwriting is just phenomenal. Um, and, and it's, it, you know, it's not depressing. I mean, it's, you're, you're really dealing with the stuff that people don't always write about. I mean, um, you know, it's, re, you know, unrequited love. I mean, I guess people do write about unrequited love, but you're, you're dealing with being lonely, uh, driving around at night, um, um, there's, you know, it kind of reminds me of Roy Orbison. You even have a song that reminds me, uh, you know, uh, the, your lonely song um, from Whiplash. Um, oh, yeah. Are you lonely yeah. tonight? I mean, I, you know, I, you 
you're coming from really the depths of your uh, writing soul to be able to come up with these kind of lyrics at the age of 25. Um, how is that possible, Joey Riccio? <laughs> Thank you. Um, thanks so much. Yeah, it's I. I it's really interesting too because a lot of these songs I actually wrote when I was even younger. Um, I wrote "Lonely Tonight" when I was twenty-two. Um, the oldest song on the record I wrote when I was either eighteen or I think eighteen. Yeah. Um, that's the song Homesick that of course the listeners won't know until it comes out mm-hmm. um, but that that's the oldest song on the record and yeah I think that I have always admired artists who are willing to really write from their own personal lives and share that and it's been very hard to like manage the way that that can feel at times, especially, mm-hmm. be, you know, getting more traction and more publicity. But I don't know. I really like have always idolized Joni Mitchell and her unique and very personal perspective on things. Like it's pretty, I mean, even John Prine has a very unique to him perspective and like, while it might not always be so vulnerable, there still is a trace of vulnerability there. I, I see that in Bruce Springsteen as well, who people don't think of as such a vulnerable writer, but I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his, and I hear that in songs like One Step Up and, you know, some of those B-side cuts and, and songs on Nebraska and the river mm-hmm. that are really, like, he's not he's not just, like, inventing that. Like, I, I really believe that these artists that I look up to like they are going within themselves and I Mm. suppose that that's just sort of the model that I have followed (laughs) well I wanted to emulate well you you grew you said you're going back to Colorado you are from Colorado you're from the Red Rocks area the the town of the foothills of the Red Rock uh, amphitheater yeah I'm from Morrison Colorado originally which is where Red Rocks amphitheater is well, then you are surrounded by music since you're a little baby, then, you know, both reverberating yeah. off the rocks. And, and uh, I, I assume that your your parents are probably very musically oriented because it seems to me I read that you were driving home from the Telluride uh, Bluegrass Festival with your father and you first heard John Prine on the radio and were pretty taken aback by his songwriting. Yeah, so my parents, well, neither of them are musicians. They're definitely music lovers. Um, and my dad and I always really bonded over music, um, as did I, I did with my mom as well. Um, but that particular instance, he actually had purchased a CD uh, called The Singing Mailman Delivers, which is the solo John Prine CD at the festival. Um, I had started getting into bluegrass as a preteen and teenager, so we went to Telluride. That was the one and only time we ever were able to go, but we went as a family. Um, and then him and I drove back together and he was like, I bought this CD. This is like one of my favorite writers. Like mm. I probably played you some of his music when you're younger, but it didn't really register until we were there just listening. And like, it's, you could just get to, you're totally transported by his lyrics and his writing and, yeah, the first two songs, I think, were Hello in there and Sam Stone. I mean, it's just like, no, he was not joking around with the sequencing of that album. Right. It's a perfect, like, introduction to Prime for me. Um, and totally, like, 
floored me. I wanted to literally go. I was like, we have to get home. Like, I have to, like, listen to these songs and, like, try to write. I was just so inspired. Like, mm. it just totally lit me up, you know. And were you already writing songs yeah. at that time when you were 12 years old? Had you already picked up the guitar and started singing? I mean, it was that young? Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably only for about a year and a half. Uh, I really, like, got into it more when I was in high school. But I always loved learning other songs, and I always wanted to, you know, sing and playing guitar felt like the easiest way to be able to like actually go out and sing for other people and you know not just singing unaccompanied or singing along to the cds and the radios that i had in my bedroom um so it was just sort of like a natural progression mm. and i really yeah and i really started to get into guitar and then mandolin and and like thinking about playing just as much as singing and definitely spent a lot of time and focus thinking about like playing guitar uh especially in college as well yeah you went to the berkeley uh school of music didn't you i did yeah so that you've probably got pretty immersed in, into your uh your playing uh, your guitar your singing your your songwriting did you pretty much encompass that whole uh spectrum of of learning yeah, so I didn't study guitar necessarily, um, but I did um, study songwriting. And I was, I did take voice um, kind of, you know, voice lessons, and I did study that more seriously for the first time. Um, and so mostly I think I was focused on songwriting, um, but yeah, it's, it was sort of a mixture of things and I didn't really understand what the curriculum was going to be like until I got there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very interesting for sure. Well, you know, going back to, I mean, it just, just happened July 31st and you were at the Newport Folk Festival. Uh, is, is that the first time you've ever been to that folk festival? Yeah. No, I've never even been able to get tickets to it um, huh. because it's so, yeah, it's, it sells out so quickly. So yeah, that was the first time I had ever even attended it. <laughs> well, you and you were a featured performer and you met uh, John Prine's widow, Fiona, Fiona Prine, who really was instrumental in, in doing this whole uh, scholarship, uh, well not the, um, the fellowship award for the John Prine songwriter. Was she uh, instrumental in picking you as the winner of that? It was the second annual award. Yeah, so, um, yeah, meeting Fiona was incredible. She was, um, she w her and Jody, her stepson, were the ones who selected me for the award. Mm. And, um, yeah, they heard my music uh, somehow and ended up coming to one of my shows in Nashville. Jody came out and, and we ended up talking. And I didn't really know um, until my manager told me after that, he, you know, was running Obi Records and, and was John Stepson. I had no idea. Wow. Um, but they, they just really took me under their wing um, that whole weekend at the festival and were just so kind and supportive. And I just, it was, it was really surreal. Um, hmm. Just really good, kind-hearted people, um, which is, you know, exactly what you would expect. They are exactly that. 
Well, did you get to play with Margot Price and Eric Ray or Aaron Ray? Aaron Ray did a single with you called Green Flash. Yes, yeah. Um, so I I've known Aaron for a few years now, just like through Nashville stuff, um, and then a little bit before, um, she actually was one of the people who I met who lived in Nashville who really I think inspired me to come out here. Mm. Um, and then Margot, I had never met before. Um, I I met her the night before that that show. Uh, so we did a show at a theater. It was sort of like an after-party show mm-hmm. uh, at Newport. And, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like, she, I met her the night before at, at an event, uh, and she was like, oh, you're Josie, can't wait to have you. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't expect, you know, I didn't even expect to, to get to meet her or that she would know me or anything like that. And wow. it was just. It was crazy. I mean, it was the first time we ever sang together. Was oh my gosh, standing on stage singing, singing <sighs> "Hello" in there, which was pretty crazy. Oh my pretty gosh, <laughs> that is so great. Moment. Well, yeah, she's yeah. she's she's quite uh, a fixture in Nashville. I mean, to you know, know her, Margot Price, and all the other. Uh, great women, speaking of great women that are in Nashville, you know that when you're talking about you're growing up, you're listening to a lot of women uh, artists, weren't you? A lot of uh, country artists like uh, Hazel and Alice and uh, Loretta Lynn and women like that? Absolutely, yeah. I think that I also listened to I mean, it was just in the time that I grew up, a lot of women in like 90s country uh, 70s country rock, Linda Ronstadt Emmylou Harris and then on the 90s country end of things, I listened mm. to The Chicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to Leanne Rhymes. I listened to Leanne Womack. Uh, and those were all super formative influences for me, just the, the power that they had in their vocal delivery and the attitude behind, you know, just like, just, yeah, I mean, it just like radiated sheer power <laughs> and like just beauty and grace. And I just, I just really admired that and wanted to embody that, and also just loved the way that they all sang. Oh, um, right. So I think that I really, really grew up steeping myself in in their records and, and hearing those other uh, later female artists on the radio back home too. Well, your, your first EP, probably maybe your first release was uh, called Strawberry Wine, and I played a cut, the Hazel and Allen's uh, fantastic song, Worky Girl Blues, which I can sing by art because I can yeah. so, so relate to that song. It's such a great song. Um, so what prompted you to put that EP out, and when did you put that EP out? Yeah, I put that EP out in February of 2019. Um, we actually, I recorded it, at like a friend of a friend's house in Nashville. It's sort of like a home studio set up uh, in late summer, early fall of 2018. And I really just wanted to get something out that I could sell at the merch table. And I was sort of coming into the New England folk scene through playing at Club Passim up in Boston. And I really got introduced do a lot of great folk music and bluegrass music, uh, specifically by women. I really dove headfirst into that, and that's how I discovered Hazel and Alice. Um, and I just 
I just devoured everything that Amber put out, um, mm-hmm. specifically Hazel, her songwriting and her voice. And that song was so relatable to me. I, and I always, you know, love to, to yodel, too. Um, I kind of taught myself yodeling. I don't even really know if I do it correctly, to be honest. But <laughs> I, I figured that out when I was a little kid listening um, to Leanne Rhymes and Patsy Cline. Um, and like trying to teach myself how they yodeled. Um, Mm. And so then I was looking for other songs to do as I was sort of building a band and a repertoire and I was playing more bluegrass at that time. So then I found that song and I just thought it was amazing. I was, you know, Mm. I also worked as a waitress at Club Passine. Um, So in between doing my classes and then working as a server. I was playing gigs at night and then I also was a dog walker. <laughs> so I was You're little, plenty busy, as always. Booked. Yeah, I was booked. <laughs> so, I just, yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I just, that song has never been more relevant than it is today. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, it just, it just hit, you know? Yeah, you know, oh, like, yeah. Can't even afford a new pair of shoes, I tell you. Good God, yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's such a, such a timeless song. <laughs> Indeed, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately for sure. By the way, I'm talking to Joby Riccio, brand new album just coming out September 8th called Whiplash, and we listened to a couple of cuts um, opening up the show, uh, Summer and uh, the title track, Whiplash, and in between Working Girl Blues, what we are just talking about now. Um, Speaking of Whiplash, uh, the song that I'm going to go out with, and of course, if there's something else you want to play, um, we can do that, but it's Sweet, and I think Sweet is a really important song for you, and can you kind of tell us why it is? Yeah, um, I wrote that song uh, when I was kind of just dealing with the growing pains of coming out of teenagehood and into early adulthood, and there's a lot of insecurity and self-doubt that I think we as women feel at that time in your life. Specifically, you're like trying to learn how to be an adult and that requires using your own voice, but you're not taught to do that and you're not socialized to speak up and speak out. And I think that I really, I, I, you know, the women who I really looked up to, that was something that they did. And I was just trying to start to learn how to do that myself and especially learn how to do that musically. Um, and I was really digging into Lucinda Williams, um, and I love that she played Telecaster. And one of my mentors, uh, Bonnie Hayes, who's a, a songwriter um, who's written for like Bonnie Raitt and just an incredible, um, awesome lady, she challenged me kind of to write a song with a riff on the Telecaster, and I started writing that, and I was like, this song is almost like like it was it's just unlike anything I had written Hmm. um and I just sort of leaned into it and it's really become a really fun um powerful song for me to play I often close my my sets with the song now because it's just I just have fun with it and (laughs) I feel like I am out there singing it for all the other women who have felt like too outspoken or just just really anybody who's felt like they don't like like they don't really know, they they feel like a contradiction or like they're too much or they're too, yeah, like they don't quite fit the mold of whatever it is, but that's what really makes them special and interesting. And 
some like those were always the people that I looked up to as a younger person too. So just embody, trying to embody that and like encourage others to continue to remain outspoken and to be not traditional and to just be who they are and, and challenge, you know, gender norms and roles. Like that's very important to me. Well, a quote from you is basically you said a song you, you wanted to hear that song when you were growing up, uh, as a queer kid, um, listening to country music and that probably would have really helped you out a lot back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's like something that I only really like my, my queerness is something I only really address in one line of the song, but it does play into the idea of not being like a, a traditional, yeah, like a heterosexual <laughs> woman. Like I think that, yeah, like it's, I, I think I really like, I was coming out of like a relationship and I just felt like I couldn't say or do anything right because I was, I was dating a guy and I really challenged him and I didn't feel like he really wanted to be challenged. And I kept running into that dynamic and that experience. And I was just like, got frustrated and was sort of like, this isn't who I am. And this isn't mm. the way that the women and people that I look up to, like they don't just pacify others, you know, egos or whatever it might be. Like it's, it's about being authentically yourself and that's really hard and you're not told to do that, <laughs> but it's really, really important. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it would have been helpful to hear for, for all, for a number of reasons, but definitely that as well. Well, I love the opening line and you, I mean, it's basically your coming out song. I don't know if you came out before in any of your other music, but all the girls I've wanted never had a clue and probably don't bat for my team if they knew. I mean, that's a kind of a yeah. classic classic <laughs> line if I ever heard it, uh, being on the you know, different teams for sure. Um, but yeah. yeah, so do you feel do you feel kind of free free that you're able to express who you really are on stage uh, performing? You're able to write from a really honest place in your in your uh, uh, vocabulary. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, like just, just in general, I feel like I've really, because of the age that I am too, like I've kind of gotten through a bit more of the insecurity. I mean, it still comes up, but like, just feel like I can trust who I am and show up authentically as who I am as like mm. a whole complete person. And I don't feel ashamed of it, even though like, I mean, ashamed of any of it, whether it be being queer or being outspoken or being, you know, like not a thick, thin, tiny person. Like that's, I mean, it's just like, it's almost like, I don't know. I, yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's just about owning all of it, really. The song is, and I feel like that I really have just stepped into that as a whole, even though it, it, it sort of was like a fake it till you make it song mm -hmm. for me for, you know, when I first wrote it, I was like, I'm never going to play this out. Like, <laughs> and huh. my experience has changed for sure. Like from the, when I wrote that line, I looked different. I presented differently. Like mm. it was, I was younger. I was 
21 or 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot has changed, but I feel like I've really grown up and grown into the person that I really hoped to be and, and wanted to channel when I wrote that song. And that's a really, really beautiful, cool, rewarding thing about playing it now. Oh, and it's great. And we're going to end uh, this interview with Sweet from the brand new album Whiplash from J- Joby. Riccio, Riccio. Um, and Joby, you're you're living in Nashville right now. You know, there's a big event coming up in Nashville here in September, uh, Americana Fest, and apparently you're performing at it. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm playing on Thursday. I exited at Americana Fest. Well, isn't that kind of a big deal? Have you ever been to Americana Fest before? Um, I played it last year uh, for the first time, and uh, I attended it the year before just to sort of check it out and see it. I mean, it's it's a huge thing in town. Every venue and performer is trying to, like, be out and about or have something on the calendar for it. Really, it kind of takes over the entire city. It's sort of the the folky alternative version of uh, CMA Fest that also happens in Nashville. Um, oh, so yeah. I'm really, really excited to get to go back and to play at the Exit Inn too, because I've never, I've never even actually been able to go see a show at Exit Inn, and it's like a great historic venue. Hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to be able to go back to well, Americana and play a showcase at such a cool venue too. Absolutely, uh, Twyla's going to be there, so maybe she can run into you. That would be super great at Americana oh, yeah. Fest. Yeah, she'll be there. She's been there before. She's, she kind of hobnobs with all the all the fun people in Nashville when she goes there. Um, speaking of Nashville and the community there, uh, are you part of the the queer uh, uh, community of uh, music community in Nashville, which consists of quite a few people? Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely, I would say like mo- most of my friends kind of fall into that community and. We all, I mean, like, especially just the last few months, like, look out for each other. And But, I mean, like, Nashville as a whole, I, I try to think of community more holistically. And, and like, it's sort of having a moment right now, but I think it's, like, also important to just remember, like, the power of community, mm-hmm. irregardless um, of, you know, your sexuality. But I, I do feel like... Yeah, that is usually, those are a lot of uh, my friends are performers uh, who identify that way as well. Yeah, there's a lot of great uh, songwriters there, Mary Gaucher and uh, Jamie Harris. I mean, uh, Jamie Wyatt, you could just name just uh, the wonderful resource, Orville Peck. Uh, they're Enjoy Okalakadun. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce oh, her name. Alotican. Yeah. yes, right, Joy. I mean, there's such great songwriters and performers that live in that area. Um, you know, you've been out touring. You've been touring with uh, Willie Carlisle. How's that been going for you? Yeah, that was great. So we, we finished that tour in July. Um, it was awesome going out on the road with him. He's such a, like, fantastic uh, carrier of the folk torch, folk tradition mm, torch. Great. He kind of pulls from all sorts of different traditions and inspiration and, and like, yeah, I really, it was really, really inspiring watching him perform. Like, he just completely captivates the entire room just as a solo performer, which can be really hard to do. So, yeah, I, would, I, I had a blast and I would 
totally recommend anybody if he's ever coming through your area to go see him. Well, great. Well, I've been talking to Joey Riccio, brand new album Whiplash, coming out September 8th. Hasn't quite been released yet, though I've heard the whole darn thing quite a few times already. And I just I just admire your songwriting skills. And especially, you know, the last song, uh, and it's, it's gorgeous. It's very jazzy. Uh, one last time. I mean, it just grabs you. I mean, it's just a heartfelt. And I just, you're 25 and you're writing lyrics like this. It's just incredible. And of course, all this stuff, I mean, you're just really reaching deep into some old soul that apparently resides in you somewhere in there <laughs> writing this. So I'm, I'm gonna, really excited to hear what you're going to come up with after this album. Are you working on your new album? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I've been really focused on getting this one out, but now we're getting close to getting it out. So I am brainstorming a little bit for the next one. I have a few songs that I'm excited to write others to kind of pair with and, and see, see the new musical journey I'm on next. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you find any time to write while you're out on the road, because it sounds like you're uh, traveling a lot and driving a lot. Yeah. Driving is the key Definitely. note. And, and I mean, and half these songs you're talking about driving. If I have your song called, yeah. a song called Driving. So... You are definitely a driver. When when things get down, you're out there in that car driving around, apparently. So Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, now it's part of my profession, too. It's kind of crazy. Well, that's... How so those things align. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Well, Joby, how can we find you out there on social media? Joby Riccio, where are you at? Yeah, so if you just look up my name, J-O-B-I-R-I-C-C-I-O, I am that on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I don't really use, but it is up. <laughs> um, uh -huh. But I recommend, yeah, following me on Facebook or Instagram and just staying in touch that way. And I have a website as well, Joby Riccio. Yeah, yeah, you've got a lot of great stuff on there. That's how I found out what a great time you had at uh, at the. Uh, the Newport Folk Festival, meeting all those great people there when you got that honor. Um, well, I've got, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to go out with Sweet. Is there anything else you'd like me to play before we go? Um, I think that sounds great. I think that's a good, you know, little taster, taster menu. <laughs> taster menu. Well, I had to do the radio edit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, uh, yes. which uh, I hastily downloaded last night because, like, oh no, she says that. Oh, okay. Well, I better not be playing. Uh, better be playing that. And and every copy I had is like, oh, and even that video, you you say that too. So, and it's a great video. I posted your video with performing sweet uh, when you were at. Uh, a, a club recently that you put the video out. Um, any last words about Sweet you want to mention before we put it on air and, and I say goodbye? And by the way, if you're ever on your way to Colorado and go through Lincoln, Nebraska, can you stop by the radio station? Oh, totally. Absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah, I'll be flying out there this time, but, you know, I'm sure there will be drives. Okay. Yeah, westward. <laughs> or All right. love to, yeah, play a show around there, too. Uh, absolutely, because um, it's right on the way. I mean, it makes perfect sense. You could just really say, is. you know, 80 all the way to Lincoln and onwards to Colorado. All right, so so any last words about Sweet, or should we just jump right into it? I think, yeah, I think they're, I think I've got, said all, everything I can say <laughs> on it. <laughs> Okay. I hope you guys like it. <laughs> oh, 
love it. It's uh, like everything on Whiplash. It's just really great songwriting, great vocals, really heartfelt. I mean, you're doing fabulous for as young as you are. Continue on this great journey that you're on, uh, Joby Ruccio, because uh, you're doing great stuff. I mean, you're already winning John Prine Awards. I mean, <laughs> don't get much better than that. Yeah, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Thank you. You bet. Well, we'll see you when you stop by. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, sounds yeah, good. <laughs> and take care. Joby Riccio here on the Women's Show with the song Sweet to go out on the Sweethearts and Bad Has the Americana and Beyond interview series.